Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Two weeks ago, at St. Louis on the Air, we did a show focused on airport privatization. The city has been exploring the idea of leasing St. Louis Lambert International Airport. An army of consultants have been working, largely behind closed doors, to put together a request for qualifications. The idea to attract a private company willing to pay big bucks up front in hopes of profiting off future airport operations. Such a lease would be unprecedented for a major U.S. airport. We invited city leaders and consultants working on the privatization plan to be on our August 22nd show. They initially said yes, only to cancel a few days out. Our guests ended up being Alderwoman Kara Spencer, who's a critic of the process, and St. Louis Public Radio reporter Corinne Ruff. Our phone lines were blowing up. But then we got a call that turned out to be quite unusual. Joining me in studio to talk about it is St. Louis Public Radio reporter Corinne Ruff. Corinne, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me. So you were in studio with me on August 22nd when we got the only pro-privatization call we received the entire show. We took that call on the air, and you had an immediate reaction to it. Why? So almost immediately, I recognized that I knew the voice, and not only because of the sound of the voice, but the words that the caller was using to describe trusting in the process and the fact that no decision had been made yet. And I knew that I had heard these things before. These are things that I've heard Douglas Petty say before. He's the communications manager for the airport advisory working group. And so I had a pretty strong suspicion. Almost immediately, I wrote it down on a piece of paper and slid it over to you. And on this piece of paper, you said, that's Douglas Petty, or that might be Douglas Petty, something like that. Yeah. Um, How much had you dealt with Douglas Petty before this moment? So I've been covering airport privatization over the last couple of months. Um, I think the first time I met him was in June. I was at a neighborhood association meeting where he was giving a presentation along with another consultant, or or along with a consultant from Fly314, which was the first time that we had met. But um, I had a couple interviews with him between then and now. Okay. So let's give a listen to that call that really got your attention from August 22nd. Dominique, you're on St. Louis on the Air. I was calling in order to say that uh, I am an organizational consultant. I do work with for-profit and non-profit, whether it's school districts, um, for-profit businesses. And anytime that you're considering uh, doing something transformational, you just go through a process. And I think that right now, it might be premature one way or the other to try to draw some conclusion simply because it's a process that's not been concluded and there is no decision at this point. I think we're in a better position to be able to decide one way or the other once you're in a position to determine what the next step is because right now it's there's, there's nothing. There's nothing really there. You're just going through what might be uh, industry-wide due diligence, whether it's a municipality or just a business in and of itself. And so when all of the information is in and before a final decision is made, then you're in a position to have further discussion, but right now, everything is pretty much premature. So that was someone calling himself Dominique, who called this show on August 22nd. And as you can hear in that call, he's more defending the process as it's playing out than the bigger picture idea of privatization. Corinne, what were your first steps then after the show ended? Yeah, so the first thing I did, of course, was to call Douglas Petty and ask him directly, was was this the call? Were you the caller who called in? And he first laughed. I mentioned that he had been listening live to the radio program with some other city um, hall officials 
calls um, and that, you know, when he calls radio programs, as he says he often does, that he uses his name. So from there, really, the process was just to see, could we find any evidence to um, make this more than just a suspicion? So we've been trying to locate the phone logs to see if we could identify the phone number of the caller. Um, We've been unable to do that so far. So we decided let's ask an expert, someone who listens to audio for a living and can match them up. And so we reached out to an expert named Rob Maher, and he's a professor at Montana State University. Um, He's also a professional voice recognition expert. He's got a long list of credentials. He's assisted in over 30 investigations. He's been cited as an expert witness in federal and state level trials. So we knew that he was going to be able to give us an honest answer whether he thought um, Dominique could be Douglas Petty. And so he ended up creating a side-by-side audio comparison that you then later turned into a shorter audio file or a longer audio file combining various parts of it. Let's give that comparison here a listen. Time, 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 time. Process, 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 process. Position, 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 position. Due diligence, due diligence, due diligence, due diligence. Premature, premature. And that's audio pairing Dominique, a caller on the show, with recordings of Douglas Petty, a privatization consultant. Um, There were a number of similar words in there. Did you have to listen hard to find those words in your conversation, or are these very common things? So this is something that our expert did for us. So he he does what he calls critical listening. He listened to both files, the Dominique, and then an interview that I had done over the phone with Petty in June. And he looks for distinct words that you know, might be very particular to his speech patterns. So he found five words, um, process, premature, time, position, and due diligence. And he lined them up so that he could listen back to back. And so he had lined up each word, and then I put them all in one audio file. And so what he wanted to do was listen to the speech patterns. And so then when he also did separately was create a spectrogram, which is basically like a fancy graph, and it lets him look at the waveform. He can see the cadence, the pronunciation, and the speech patterns, and he was able to identify in both of these analyses that it was consistent and that it was very likely the same talker. So, yeah, that's Rob Maher, a voice recognition expert and professor at Montana State University. He told you, quote, these characteristics of the speech, the certain phraseology, the pronunciation, the emphasis, the pitch, those things are all very comparable. And then that would lead to a conclusion that there's a likely match between the two. Did you go back to Douglas Petty with those conclusions? Yeah, of course. So after we were found these conclusions from our expert, we reached out to Douglas Petty. He responded in an email um, expressing some frustration, really, over the fact that he's been getting quite a few people reaching out to him, asking for clarity on this issue, um, because we have not directly ever gotten, St. Louis Public Radio has not gotten a direct denial from Douglas Petty saying that he did not call into the radio station. So his final comment in us to in an email to us was that the truth is all that matters. The truth is all that matters. So when you say he hadn't directly denied it, I, when you described your first conversation with him right after the show, he had said something like he uses his his name when he calls radio shows. He didn't say something like, I absolutely didn't call. No, he did not. And it's the same um, reasoning that he gave when he was asked about this during a public meeting during one of the last airport advisory working group meetings. Um, Paul Payne, the director of that group, asked him to just address it in front of everyone, and he gave the same reasoning when he calls into shows. He uses his name because he doesn't have anything to hide. But just sort of left it at that. Exactly. Interesting. 
So why should anyone care about a caller to St. Louis on the air? Is there something about this that led you to stay on this story? Yeah, I mean, the, the real reason that we pursued this story is because it's about the much larger question concerning the transparency of this working group. And, you know, when a communications manager of a working group uses an assumed name to call into a radio show where that group has been invited to speak, that really doesn't bode well for trust with the public. And that's very much something that this group has been trying to push because the biggest criticism so far is that there has been a lack of transparency. As you said, that a lot of this is happening behind closed doors, that most of this is in closed session. And so I, I think there are larger questions now about whether this group is transparent and honest. And Honestly, one of the biggest things Douglas Petty has said about his position is that it's one built on honesty and transparency. And so if he is very likely calling into radio stations using a different name, we have to ask why. Did you talk to the mayor about your findings? I got a statement from the mayor, um, and I, I was <clears throat> I've been told that she has not listened to the audio yet, but that if Douglas Petty had called into the show and denied it um, and is very likely the caller that it's completely unprofessional. So beyond that, she said it's a personnel matter and that's Mm -hmm. not something she can comment on. Her calling it a personnel matter, does that suggest she might be taking action behind the scenes or should we not read anything into that? I don't know that I can read anything into that at this point, but I think that there are still questions to be asked about this working group and it's unclear whether any further action will be taken. I also spoke with Paul Payne, who is the director of that working group, and he said, you know, he asked him point blank and he asked him and he takes him at his word. Then again, he also hasn't listened to the audio himself. So I think over the next couple days, I'll be curious to know whether these public officials do listen to the audio. And there may be some follow-up on this report. That's Corinne Ruff of St. Louis Public Radio. You can follow her reporting on Twitter at Corinne Susan, S-U-S-A-N. Corinne, thank you so much for joining us to talk today. Thank you so much. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.